Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have with me special guest, Ms. Joyce Rogers. It's so good to have you today. Thank you. So nice to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, To get to know Ms. Joyce even better today, you all know her as Pastor Adrian Rogers' wife. We have some fun questions before we get started, and I'm going to call them Mal's Minute, some fun rapid-fire questions. So I'm going to get my timer started. Okay, Ms. Joyce. What is your favorite restaurant? The Bahama Breeze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that one too. When you go out, do you wear a mask right now in the pandemic or do you not wear a mask? Well, I haven't been out that much, so I would say <laughs> no mask. <laughs> okay. Well, we're getting you out of the house today. That's good. How about your favorite season of the year? I think I would say spring. That's a good one. And your favorite vacation spot? Switzerland. And the first time we ever went to Switzerland, uh, we went with with someone else and we were going to the Holy Land, and they tagged that trip with going to Switzerland. So that gave us a test of how wonderful it was there. So we went there several times. You fell in love with it? Just on our own we went there, yeah. Oh, I've never been. I'd love to go. Um, How about coffee or tea? Uh, I'm a tea person. I was going to guess that since y'all are drinking tea right now. (laughs) Um, How about daisies or roses, or do you have a different flower that's your favorite? Well, uh, yellow roses are my favorite, yeah. Oh, pretty. How about morning or night person? I'm a morning person, and that was... um, we always kind of battled with that because Adrian was a night person. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we had to compromise on that. <laughs> gotcha. How about your favorite color? I would say probably bright green. Oh, that's my favorite color. Oh, oh I love that. Yep. I love green so much. Okay. If you could meet one person and spend the day with them, who would it be? Well, I've met this person, but I haven't ever spent the day with her. I would love to spend the day with Shirley Dobson. All right, that's a good choice. And where do you like to have your quiet time the most? Do you have a spot or do you kind of change where you have it? Well, I usually have it in my family room. Okay, good to know. Everybody, we get to know Miss Joyce, some fun things about her, and we're going to get to know even more things because I see we have a teddy bear sitting right here on the (laughs) table, and so I'm I'm anxious to learn more about that today. Um, I'm going to start with a quote that I read in your one of your books, the one about being a pastor's wife, chosen to be a pastor's wife. I love that book so much because I'm a pastor's wife, so it really spoke to me personally. Right off the bat, one thing I noticed is that y'all love family and that you love kids. And so obviously we're going to be talking to moms today, so I thought we would start with this one. Your quote in your book said that, My husband, talking about Dr. Rogers, and I had children before we had things because we placed a high value on them. You said that Dr. Rogers loved children and said that there was always room for more. Is that right? 
He did. (laughs) (laughs) And you have a big family. How many kids do you have? Well, we have four living children, Steve, Gail, David, and Janice, and then our little Philip went to be with Jesus in heaven when he was just two and a half months old through sudden crib death. Oh, that is so hard, and I want to talk more about that soon. I think that that is something that I know a lot of women have faced and miscarriages as well, and I know that you can really speak to them about that. Do you have any great-grandkids? Well, before I get to them, I've got nine grandchildren. Oh, yes. And then I've got eight great-grandchildren. Okay. That is a big family. Do y'all get together regularly? Well, some of them, the ones that are in town, we do. Okay. So you have a big family, and it seemed like when I read, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you and Dr. Rogers started your family pretty young. Um, were y'all high school sweethearts, or did you get married after college, or when did y'all get married? Well, we were we got married the uh, the beginning of our second year in college. Okay. And we were sweethearts since the sixth grade. <laughs> oh wow! He used to drop love notes by my desk in the sixth grade, <laughs> and I still have those love notes. Do you really? They are fading, Aww. but I still have them. So That's they must so have impressed me. All right, would you share with us today a few stories about being a young mother um, with four kids and being married to a probably a busy young pastor? Were there ever times when you felt overwhelmed or just like your life was probably crazy and you can remember little stories back then? Well, one story that, that sticks out, I remember I had, well, my last two children were 16 months apart. Oh, wow. And for a while, they were both in diapers at the same time. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I had a mountain of what seemed like a mountain of diapers piled on the bed. And both kids went to sleep at the same time, which was out of the ordinary. And I can still remember to this day just pushing all the diapers on the floor <laughs> and diving into the bed and taking a nap <laughs> while they slept. Oh, I, I can totally resonate with that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can. It's a... It's a tiring time and expensive now with disposable diapers. I can't imagine having cloth diapers, yeah. <laughs> having to wash so many of them. Woo. All right. So in your book, um, Chosen to Be a Minister's Wife, I'm going to be referring to that book and also the Wise Woman book that you have written. I loved both of them. You said that Dr. Rogers would say he wanted to take his children to heaven and material things just wouldn't make it. Um, When I read that, I just thought there was so much significance in that because it's so important that we are pouring Jesus into our kids because that's our most important role is that they know Jesus, you know, when they grow up. And that way you can all be in heaven together one day as a family. Um, Does this give you peace knowing that you will all be together again in heaven as a family and knowing that you all raised your children to know the Lord, and now your family is so close and that you know that even though Dr. Rogers is with Jesus, that your kids know Jesus as well. Amen. It does give me peace to know that we'll all be together in heaven one day. And then we made a great effort to raise our children in the Lord, to pray with them, to teach them to study the Bible on their own. One thing that that spoke to me was... Me and my husband have a past in youth ministry, and I can remember many times when parents 
just assumed that since they sent them to the youth group that they were going to be fine because we were going to tell them about Jesus. Um, and we had a lot of cases where we really had to sit down with parents and and say, you know, we need help. We need this to be an effort where we are teaching them about Jesus, but so are you at home. And so I read a quote of yours that said, the church is not a substitute for teaching your own children of God's word. And I just thought that is so true. I didn't know if you could you could touch on that, um, how you and Dr. Rogers felt about that. I know that you got creative in how you taught your own kids about the Lord. And so could you give us any examples of what y'all would do at home with your kids? Well, one thing, I mean, I, I, I love music. I'm not a great musician, but I've always loved music. And uh, we learned when Steve was real little. In fact, Adrian's not a musician, but he can't. He could on the piano. He, on, the, on the black keys, he would pick out little songs. <laughs> and he played and sang and taught Steve this first little song. I went behind the turkey house and fell upon my knees. I almost laughed myself to death to hear those turkeys sneeze. <laughs> sneeze. <laughs> but anyway, and then he taught him the sweet by and by. And then one day we came in and he was picking out songs on his own. Oh, wow. And we discovered that he could play by ear. And... Uh, but anyway, we bought him a little record player. They didn't have tapes back then. <laughs> it's been a long time ago. And he played records for hours. And uh, he had a, a record with a number of songs about God's Word, and, and he learned a lot of uh, things about the, the Bible from, that, from, uh, from those songs. And then also I remember a song. It wasn't about the Lord, but I still... I can hear it in my mind. Taurus the horse on the merry-go-round. Went round and round, up and down. <laughs> and I, I sing that, that every once in a while. That just stuck in my mind. <laughs> That's so funny. But, um, so he but would learn a lot through music then about Jesus? He did. And, um, and we discovered that he was very gifted musically, that he could uh, play by ear. And um, and then David, he didn't like piano. In <laughs> fact, I, I wanted all my kids to take piano lessons because I was, I didn't follow through with that. And uh, but David didn't like the piano. <laughs> <laughs> what did he like to play? He played. The, he liked to play the guitar. Guitar. And so uh, our youth minister's wife at that time, Jan Carter, mm -hmm. uh, gave David guitar lessons. And he still plays guitar and loves guitar. And then another example how we uh, instill God's Word in their hearts was through scripture memory. And, and that still is instilled in my daughter Janice's heart today, and she still loves scripture memory. And, in fact, she taught recently at the church a class on scripture memory. Okay, so another quote that you um, said was, Anything that is worthwhile requires a lot of skill and a lot of time, and a lot of sacrifice. I think that's so true being a mother myself. You know, anything worthwhile, especially teaching them about the Lord, it does take a lot of time, and it does take a lot of, of you yourself, like knowing the Word and knowing the Lord. And so can you tell us a little bit about 
when you were a young mom, like, did you get up early since you were a morning person and carve out some time to get in the Bible before you got up with your four kids? Or did you just kind of, as you went through the day, pray and do what you could? Well, I tried to get up, and but but I still remember, I remember one instance when I had gotten up early in the morning thinking I was going to get up ahead of the kids. And so I was down on my knees praying when Steve came in and got on me and was riding horses. <laughs> I, <still remember> <laughs> I so resonate with that. I, I've tried it as well. I'd try to get up really early and hear James would come pitter-pattering down the hallway and he would, he wants his milk and he wants to get up. So it is hard. I, I've kind of had to figure out different creative methods, more of an as-you-go type thing. But I think that's where a lot of our moms probably are. So Right. Okay, so another um, thing I wanted to know some more from you about is we've talked about some of the funny things and some of the joys that, that come with parenting and, and teaching our kids about the Lord and funny stories that they give us. Um, but I think there's also, you know, a lot of hard things, and sometimes those things aren't talked about like they should be for mothers that are struggling, you know, um, mothers that are walking through grief of, of losing a child or losing a parent or, you know, somebody that is that is so important in their life. Or I know moms that are walking through miscarriages and they can't seem to get pregnant and you know, just so many things that, that are a little more heavy when you talk about parenting. And I know that you mentioned earlier that you had lost a son, Philip. Um, I know a lot of, of moms that I even know personally that have lost babies and children. And can you share with us some of your wisdom on what God has taught you through that tragedy that you walked through? Well, I guess the greatest thing is I... In fact, I wrote a book and entitled it Lean Hard on Jesus, and there was a little poem that somebody gave me back in those days when I lost when I lost Philip, and it was called Lean Hard. And that's where I got the, the name for my book. But um, that kind of describes really to totally depend. I learned to totally depend upon him, and uh, I will never forget those days. Now, I've had eight miscarriages. Oh, wow. They were... During those during early days, um, and and then I lost little Philip through sudden crib death. I just it was on Mother's Day, oh. and uh, went in after lunch and just to, looked in just to check on him and he and he looked so strange and I called out for Adrian. He came in and I still remember he grabbed him up. The other two children were asleep in the next room, so he tucked him in under his coat and rode to the hospital as hard as as fast as he could, but he was gone. And it's not anything to be explained. But in those days, I, I really learned to totally depend upon Jesus and to lean hard on Jesus. I will never forget those those days that followed. But I, I still remember my pastor telling me, because at the time, I didn't, I didn't bring the children to the funeral, the two little ones. Years later, Steve asked me, why didn't you let me go to the funeral? I thought I was doing the best thing, but he was four at the time. And, but I think I probably, if I did it over again, I would have taken him. So when you walk through such great loss with that, um, 
you said that you had to give up your right to understand why when when talking about dealing with that grief. And, you know, I feel like with such great loss, only naturally, you know, as a mother, you would feel grief and maybe bitterness. And just how did you overcome that that feeling of just that bitterness and God, why did you, you know, why did this happen? Somehow, I don't know, but I was never bitter toward God. And I had to overcome my grief, but I, I'm grateful that I never had to overcome bitterness toward God. Somehow I, I trusted him with his wisdom, and I never had to overcome it. And um, I searched God's word for words of comfort. I remember, well, I love music. I'm not really a great musician. I have my, my oldest son and in fact, some of my other children are musicians, but my oldest son is a minister of music. And uh, I searched God's word for comfort, and I began to sing my praise to God. And uh, God really healed my broken heart as the days went by. That is so, that's so neat. So if you were to have a mom sitting right here, with us today, um, what would you, what would you say to her, having walked through losing a child? Have you have you ever counseled a woman before that has lost a child like you did? Yeah, my granddaughter Angie lost a baby. In fact, her baby is married in the same cemetery as my little baby, and um, so we we talked about that and prayed about that together. And uh, I still remember her being in, in the hospital with that. But but God's been good to us all. Well, it's so neat to see how I've had a friend as well, you know, that's walked through the loss of a of of twins before, and mm. it's it's so neat to see how um, watching a believer stay faithful and not turning from the Lord, and that the Lord when he redeems those things and gives you other children. And she now has several more children as well. And, and your granddaughter and you and Dr. Rogers had went on to have more children too. Right. And it may not be that I would have some of the children I have now if it, if it wasn't for that. I mean, you just can't, you just can't try to understand why. That's why it's kind of said, I just gave up my so-called right to understand why and to give it to the Lord. I think those are big words of wisdom for a woman that's walking through that right now. So thank you for sharing that. I know that wasn't easy. Um, it's been a long time. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But still, right. I, I would imagine it was still hard. Um, right. Throughout all of your joys and your tragedies that you and Dr. Rogers walked through as a family raising kids and also as a church family, I'm sure that you had people in your church that you, you know, lost along the way as well. How did you and Dr. Rogers come out of that as a stronger couple, would you say? We prayed together. In fact, we, at the time, in the Family Life magazine that we had as Southern Baptist, uh, there was a little card that that said that that when you got married, you could sign it and said that you would pray together every day. And we signed that card. Now we have we may have missed some days, but we, by and large, were faithful in praying together. 
and then we took uh, we took time together uh, to try to spend together to do something fun. And uh, at one time, it's been a long time ago. Of course, he's gone now and is in heaven. But we went bowling every Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then uh, did you ever beat him? <laughs> I doubt it. it was hard to beat him. <laughs> <In> anything. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we um, we would uh, study God's word together. But we did fun things together too. So you said that he um, had a big sense of humor and that he was always telling jokes and that you were always laughing because he was always telling you funny stories and funny jokes. Do you have any fun stories that you want to share with us about Dr. Rogers keeping your marriage fun and light, even though, you know, there were the heavy things to escape from that y'all would just have a little time together that would kind of refresh you as a couple you have any fun stories to share okay, with us? Okay, I guess one of the funniest things was when we were in bed one evening, I got up to go to the restroom, and when I got back, he had, on the spur of the moment, thought about doing this. He had <laughs> turned upside down and put his feet on the pillow <laughs> and his head underneath, and I leaned over and kissed his foot. <laughs> we, must have st- we must have laughed for 20 minutes. <laughs> and then... We had what we call a little love bear. Now you can't see it, but I brought, I brought this little love bear that I still, I still have, and it says, "This bear is my love." And uh, he had, he was at a um, Bible conference where he, where he um, somehow he brought me that little, that little. We'd, we'd call him the love bear, and we got to where we would hide him in different places <laughs> and to see if the other person could find him. And so that was a lot of fun. I was wondering what that little bear was for. <laughs> and I still remember being on a trip. Actually, we had taken a trip to the Holy Land and had tagged it with going to Greece. And, and it was back when our son David and his wife were missionaries in Spain, and they had come with us. And I remember that Adrian, we found this out afterwards, he he had brought the love bear with him, mm-hmm. and I hadn't known it, and he had given it to David and told him to go and put it on the top of of one of these pillars there in Greece, <laughs> in the, the ruins of, of Greece. And and we got near there, and he said, oh, look. <laughs> and there was a love bear up on top of it. And then, and then uh, one time when we were at uh, the hotel, he, he gave it to somebody in the kitchen, and they came out, and, and they had a, cover over what I thought I was wondering why they were being so long bringing my meal <laughs> anyway they took it off and there was the love bear oh wow so, that is so funny but he was a lot of fun to uh to live with and he we had a ceiling fan in the in the bedroom and one time I came in and and Teddy was going round and round <laughs> on the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> so I could probably think of some other things but that was that was a, he was he was a fun person to uh, to live with and and we we loved uh we loved going places together and doing things together I bet that was so good for your kids to see as they grew up how much fun that y'all had together and how yeah. much y'all loved each other and just that y'all could joke with each other when I was telling my husband Josh about 
um, reading the story about the love bear in one of your books, I was telling him about it, and he said, we need to get one of those yeah. because <laughs> we're a little competitive. So he thought that would be fun to try to, you know, hide it and, and surprise each other with it. So that's a fun that's idea. A good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you said that you were both so um, busy, you know, in that young time of your life raising a family, but that you were still so intentional about loving each other. And I think that that's already been evident in in some of the fun stories that you shared and just the things that you walk through together. In your um, Chosen to be a Pastor's Wife book, you talked about something that was special to you that you did. You've already mentioned that y'all went to the Holy Lands and to Switzerland. Um, on one of those those travels, when you went to Switzerland, you did something that you called casting of the flowers. Would you share with us what that what that was? Okay. Well, the first time we went to the Holy Land, we went with somebody else and they and they had gone to some other places besides the Holy Land and they went to Switzerland and so I love Switzerland so much that we just we decided that we would we would go to Switzerland if people that went with us to the Holy Land didn't want to go. That was too bad. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a, a fun place to go to. And when we were there, I still remember riding a little red train to the top of Mount Riggi, and uh, that's near Lucerne. And at the, that particular time of the year, the mountain was just covered with wildflowers. And Adrian instigated what I call the casting of the flowers. <laughs> and, uh, and he stood at the, at the place where he, you could look over the mountain and he picked some wildflowers, and then one by one he went through the alphabet, and he would cast a flower over the, the mountain, and, and he would name a character quality for me. And then I got to where I did that for him, so we, that became known as the casting of the flowers. <laughs> I think that's so special, though, because like you are taking a fun way and verbally affirming the other person. Right. Well, I will never forget that. I can see it in my mind's eye right now. (laughs) That's so special. I can just really see how much y'all loved each other. And it's a a big challenge to me, and I know it'll be a big challenge to a lot of our our listeners as they're probably young. um, If they're married, they're young in their marriage and, and, and busy and having kids and trying to get a career started. And so I think that those are just some really fun suggestions for how you can still have fun together, just like when you were dating, and you can help verbally affirm the other person. So, And you don't have to go to Switzerland. <laughs> you don't have to go to Switzerland because we're probably on a budget. You have to find a mountain somewhere in Memphis. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all that we have for today with Miss Joyce. Thank you so much for talking with us, Miss Joyce. We're going to continue next week um, as we talk about how you and Dr. Rogers learn to work out your priorities and how that helped eliminate conflict in your life and in your marriage. And I know that that's going to resonate with so many young people getting started in marriage and just learning communication with each other. And so along with that subject, we're going to be talking about the importance of taking care of ourselves as moms and the importance of godly friendships in our lives. And so um, to celebrate that, Miss Joyce is going to have her good friend and partner in ministry, 
um, Miss Buna Sorrell as her guest with us on our next episode. And so you're not going to want to miss that next Wednesday. Thank you, Miss Joyce, for joining us. It was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, and don't forget, you can find all the links to Miss Joyce's books that I mentioned today in the interview show notes at faithful31moms.com. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.